Chapter 2 The young man knew the treacherous marsh paths better than most, especially at night. He'd spent all his early years around Castafen and Flaxton Mere, but this evening was going to be the last time that he would tramp those boggy, uneven tracks. As he loped along, his scrawny body casting a stick-thin shadow in the moonlight, he decided that it had all been worth it. All the lies, the deceit, the begging, borrowing, and mainly stealing. All worth it. By tomorrow morning, he would be gone from here, and for the first time in his life, he would have some money in his pocket. Some real money. Prior to tonight, his whole existence had been one shitty mess, and although his problems were not quite over, he could at last allow himself a little smile. He was nearly there. The moonlight made the desolate landscape appear weird and dreamlike. It reflected on dark pools of brackish water, making them look as wholesome as waste engine oil. Finally he came to a narrow path that led away from the sea bank, the long high flood defence that formed a barrier between the salt marsh and solid ground. He looked up and saw the strange imposing silhouette of the old deserted airfield, RAF Flaxton Mere. As he got closer, he could feel a nervousness steal over him. He'd been coming here for months, but it still gave him the creeps. Dark and brooding, the old buildings had been left to rot after World War II, but incredibly, they had survived. Right now, one of them was doing a great job providing a pretty clever hiding place for his big secret. The clusters of shrubby trees were getting thicker, and he felt more relaxed as he blended into the shadowy thickets. He'd never yet met anyone out here, but there had been nights when he had been certain that he wasn't alone. And it wasn't anything to do with Flaxton Mere's scary reputation— although it didn't help growing up with a grandmother who firmly believed in ghosts and ghouls. He stopped in his tracks as a heavy curtain of night clouds blocked the moon. Then a shaft of moonlight escaped from the cloud, and like a spotlight to centre stage, he saw the rotting wooden door of the old storehouse. He moved stealthily across a stretch of open ground in front of the building and slipped inside. It took him just a few minutes to retrieve his prize, and with a wider smile, he pushed the large package into his rucksack and hurried back outside. Now all he had to do was lie low until morning and not be late for his two prearranged meetings. He exhaled stale breath. After that, he would be gone, like the proverbial thief in the night. He retraced his footsteps towards the perimeter fence of the airfield, then made his way towards one of several old concrete pillboxes that surrounded the place. With one last look around, he ducked down, and went inside. As accommodation went, this would do very nicely for a night. Even the smell was not too bad. His own bedsit had smelt a lot worse after he'd had a skinful. Kicking some rubble and other rubbish to one side, he pulled a faded and tatty sleeping bag from his holdall and laid it on the floor. He crawled in, carefully taking the package with him, and felt almost comfortable. He didn't expect to sleep. He didn't want to. He didn't dare. He just wanted to feel relatively safe. If he overslept and missed his meetings, then the consequences didn't bear thinking about, and not only for him, but his old gran too. He curled up in a ball and congratulated himself. This place had been a stroke of bloody genius. No one ever came here. The locals, a rustic group of inbreds as far as he was concerned, never set foot on this desolate strip of land. According to them, it was the nerve centre of every ghostly and diabolical happening that folklore could come up with, he giggled at their stupidity. He'd lived in the town for long enough now to distance himself from his own rural background, and he loved his gran enough to forgive her anything 
including her crackpot beliefs. He shifted around and tried to find a flatter area to lie on. No, there was nothing to fear out here, except perhaps him, and he was certainly not very nice to know. A sound outside suddenly made him sit up. It was an odd noise. It was recognisable, all right, yet surely it could not be. With a grunt of concern, he scrambled out of the sleeping bag, stuffed his precious parcel into the loose waistband of his trousers, crouched down, and hurried outside. He searched the sky for the source of the noise. It was definitely a plane. The heavens were almost cloud-free, and the moon much lower than it had been. He could see nothing, but the distinctive roar of an engine was getting louder. In desperation, he clambered up onto the roof of the pillbox and stared around. It was not one of the jet fighters that day and night crashed through the Lincolnshire skies, and it sounded too powerful to be a light aircraft. Jesus, it was some kind of heavy-engined military plane.